from round the corner to your street and neighbourhood. This is Pablo for breakfast. On a Friday, we like to chat TV and movies. He is the king of the nerds, crowned every year by them. Uh, it is, of course, our film critic, Adam Ross. Good morning, my friend. And good to be here, Papo. Now, Heart of Stones, this has been pushed a lot by Netflix. I even saw an advert with Arnie making some coffee and handing over the reins. Uh, what's it like? <laughs> I haven't sat down to watch this one yet. Uh, look, I, Netflix are in a very strange position at the moment. What they're trying to do is position themselves as basically the number one action distributor mm. on the planet. Um, now, I do think that there is a little bit of a disconnect because, as we just saw with Mission Impossible recently, action plays better on the big screen i'm i mean look i've got the big telly you've got the big telly i've got the soundbar like it's still you know it's still not bad but i do find that these big loud noisy netflix action films like recently i really enjoyed extraction too i thought there was some really great technical filmmaking on that but i wish i had gone to see it at imax or something Mm. like that so Heart of Stone here is, look, it just feels extraordinarily kind of derivative of, of Mission Impossible and stuff like that. Um, you know, Gal is an amazing cinematic presence and, you know, she's always inherently watchable. I've got a soft spot for Jamie Dornan here, but kind of, yeah, this just falls once again into that kind of Friday night beer and pizza Netflix action thing that is highly kind of forgettable. A little bit like the mother that we had recently with Jennifer Lopez. Uh-huh. Um You know, it feels like, you know, when you used to go to the video store and you get that second tier movie where you're like, I think this might be a bit dodgy. But look, you know, if you do want to just shift your brain completely off and just watch things get blown up, you know, it serves that purpose. But these things look extraordinarily expensive. And I'm like, who are they for? Who are these movies for? I think, uh, not me. Apparently. I think Jackie Chan <laughs> did it better all those years ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, when I first heard about Strays, I thought, yes, a great movie to take my daughter to then i watched the trailer and i thought hell no she's not going anywhere near that one uh what did you think uh look this is definitely not safe for children (laughs) there's no doubt about it um look strays is a very strays cuts an excellent trailer um you know so effectively this is a talking animal movie and there's been you know it's been a bit of a desert for that we haven't had that for a little while and you know i mean when we were growing up, ethically, I think it was a bit dodgy, you know, like when they made Milo and Otis, I think mm-hmm. they killed half the animals making <laughs> these things. So I think that now with the power of CGI that you can realise these things without doing any kind of um, animal endangerment. About five minutes into Strays, I couldn't help but start thinking, I'm like, my God, like this thing is kind of crazy because these animals, whether it is an element of them just being trained and their bottom jaw moves so that they can speak, but it's honestly flawless. I was just watching it. I'm like, okay, they're just talking dogs. I just wasn't challenging it in any way. And I'm like, that means that that's a very seamless, immersive effect. What is kind of a bit tricky is, is that, you know, this movie clearly has got a production value of about, you know, 30, 40, 50 million dollars. And yet the script feels like it was made by four stoned guys over a weekend. So like, you know, if they can jam any more profanity into it, you know, any kind of penis jokes in there, they just do it, you know? And so it feels kind of fratty in it, like, you know, that super bad kind of mm-hmm. like Seth Rogen comedic thing where, look, there's a bit of a chuckle, but there's no kind of depth there. There are some good observational jokes about why do dogs act so strange? Because, you know, a lot of us have got pets and we're staring at them going, what are you thinking? And so, like, <laughs> the idea that they crack that open is kind of funny. And the general conceit of this movie that Reggie, the Will Ferrell voiced dog, is in love with his owner, but his owner is an alcoholic scumbag and doesn't love him is pretty funny in places, right? Like, you know, that there's this disconnect. So, I mean, look, if you were going to go and see this, go anyway, but just kind of temper your expectations a little bit. Now, telemarketers, this is a new doco series out on Binge. 
Now, I'm going to call it, this is going to be really close to the TV event of the year, right? So this has just dropped. No one really knows what this is. And so I like doing this on the radio and endorsing this. This thing is so bug nuts crazy. You won't even believe what you are watching. So we currently live in a world where you're at a train station and someone comes up and they try to mug you for charity, right? And they mm-hmm. make you feel bad and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm pretending I'm on the phone to my mum or I'm putting my headphones in so I don't have to deal with it. And you're kind of like, where did this industry kind of come from? And so this doco show, it's all uh, archival footage of guys filming it on Cancorders. They are in a low socioeconomic uh, community and they're in this office. If you are crunching the numbers, you can do whatever you want. These guys are doing drugs at their desk. They're shooting heroin. They're smoking bongs. They are lying to people. They're pretending to be police and it's all real. It is nuts. Think about if the office, everyone was a crackhead. That's basically halfway there of what this doco is. Like as long as the people that were supervising these people, which didn't happen at all, would pop in once every six months, kind of nod and just walk off. <laughs> and so these guys are wrestling, drinking. They all look like crap, you know, and because they can put on good phone voices, they're really funny. And they were mm. impersonating police officers. The, this thing is like, it's kind of like the big short. It's just, you cannot believe how bad this thing is, right? You know, and their behavior is abhorrent. And it's, but they're all really charismatic and really, really funny. And I think that, yeah, this is going to be a week by week. There's three installments. Week, uh, episode one just dropped. And, you know, if you thought your workplace was wild, wait until you have a look at telemarketers. It's going to be a viral hit. People won't be able to get enough of this thing. I can't wait to sink my teeth into that one. It is it's right nuts, up my it's alley. Really, it's really nuts, yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam Ross, it's always good to chat. Some great recommendations for the weekend. We'll see you in seven days. My pleasure. Thanks, Pablo. The feel-good start to your day. This is Pablo for breakfast. It's